Today on Bold Steps Weekend, Mark Job gives us the keys to the breakthrough we need. There has to come a point in life where you say, I refuse to accept what I've been accepting up until this point. I will no longer believe that it's the way I have to live the rest of my life. I have had enough. And if I've had enough, I'm ready for change. One of the worst feelings in the world is being stuck somewhere you don't want to be. And depending on where that is, sometimes being stuck is more than just an inconvenience. It's an emergency. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. To kick off this new year, Mark will be taking us through a brand new series for the book of 1 Kings called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. And we'll be learning how to break out of spiritual stagnancy and move into the place God has called us to. It's a timely study for us, so let's get started. Here's Pastor Mark Joe with today's message titled, Break Out of Isolation. When we're stuck physically, we get some of the same kind of frustrations that we feel when we're stuck spiritually. How about it? So I Googled a little bit of some stuck uh, images and some stuck people. And there was a couple I just had to share with you. I I saw that in China, there was a roller coaster that was, uh, I I guess, pretty awesome roller coaster. But because of high winds, I don't know if the wind stopped it or something, but they got stuck upside down. Do we have a picture of that? They got 18 people got stuck upside down for a half hour. Now, some of you are just seeing that image. You're already starting to pass out like that's your worst nightmare. Six of them have to go to the hospital, but they were okay. But they were upside down for a half hour, stuck there, unable to move, unable to go backwards or forwards. That is a pretty bad deal. And I'm sure they were frustrated. I'm sure they were antsy. I'm sure they were saying, isn't anybody going to help us? I heard of another story, and this was also an Asian country as well. This guy, like a lot of you, was really attached to his smartphone. And I don't know how it happened. It doesn't explain it in the article. I'm not even sure I want to know. But he dropped his smartphone into the toilet. Now, I don't know if he flushed the toilet too, but he decided to do what a whole bunch of you would have done, and I'm probably one of them. He stuck his hand in the toilet to try to pull out his smartphone. But I guess the smartphone had gone a little far down the tube, so he reached a little further and a little further and a little further, and finally, He grabbed his cell phone, but then he couldn't get his arm out. He got stuck with his arm in the toilet. I know some of you are thinking, did he flush first? I don't know. Does it? It didn't appear in the article. He got stuck with his arm in the toilet, and they had to call the plumbers who ended up coming and had to break the porcelain toilet to be able to get his arm out of the pipe that it was stuck in. I know he was asking himself, now how did I get in this position? 
I know he was asking himself, is someone going to help me? I know he was saying to himself, I really want to get out of this. Okay, one last image. Then there was a poor guy. This was in a jail in Mexico. He decided that he was going to try to get out of jail. And so he tried to make a tunnel above the bars and he almost made it, but then he got stuck in the ceiling. And if you, you're listening via uh, audio, he is upside down hanging from the ceiling while the prison guards are trying to help him out. So you know what happened to him? As soon as he got unstuck, they put him back into the stuck prison inside. So um, the frustration of being stuck, we've all felt it. How did I get here? How am I going to get out? Is it always going to be this way? Is someone going to help me? I've been this way way too long. Maybe this is going to last forever. It's the frustration of being stuck. A couple years ago, well, this is quite a few years ago now, probably about uh, 16 or 17 years ago when my daughter Marissa was only about, uh, she couldn't have been more than four or five years old. She was pretty young. I was talking to people after the service and the usher came up to me and said, hey, pastor, you may want to come. Your daughter needs you. I'm like, okay, where's her mom? You know, typical father answer. And uh, so I walked out into the hallway and my daughter had managed to stick her head through the railings of a stair, metal railings, and got her head in, but she couldn't get her head out. So I saw her. She had her head like this. She said, hi, daddy. My wife was there panicking, like, we're going to have to call the firemen, the policemen. We're going to have to cut her ear off to get her out. I don't know how this is going to happen. She was really panicking. And, I, and so um, she said they tried to get her out. She couldn't. And there she was, my daughter. It's a terrible thing to see someone that you love stuck, isn't it? And she was there stuck. And so I had to go, uh, I had to go behind her and kind of lift her up turn her sideways, turn her this way, put her over there, tuck her ears in, and finally get her out to the cheering applause of everybody that was watching, including her mother. But we all know the feeling of getting stuck at times. In fact, I know that there's some of you here today that you got in your car, got up in the morning, drove here, sat down in your chair, but as you sit there, as you think about your life right now, you feel like I'm stuck. I don't know where you're stuck in. I don't know exactly how you're stuck. Maybe you're stuck in a relationship that you feel like this is an unhealthy relationship. I thought it would change by now, but it hasn't changed and I feel stuck. Maybe you're stuck in your career and you felt like by this time you would be this far down the road, but you're way further back than you thought you would be and you seem like you can't make any progress and you feel like I'm just stuck here and I can't make it forward. Maybe you're stuck in an addiction today and it seems like you make three steps forward and then go two steps back and three steps forward and two steps back and you keep telling yourself every year this will be the last year that I struggle with this addiction. But you said that last year, you said that the year before, and the year before, and the year before, and you've been stuck in an addiction for several years, and chances are, unless you do something about it this year, you will be stuck in the same place 
next year. Some of you are spiritually stuck. Maybe you took steps forward in your walk with God a few years ago and you, you made incredible growth and progress, but you've been wrestling over issues with God. And there's some things in your life that you've struggled to let go of and can't quite let go of. And so even though you are still here and you still love God and you still have a Bible, but you're stuck spiritually. You know that your heart is lukewarm. You know that you don't have that fire and that growth and that progress and you're not being used like you know you could be used because you find yourself in this ugly place. Well, you find yourself in a cave and needing to come out of that cave. Well, this series is for anybody that feels stuck and wants to get unstuck or anybody that knows some people that need to get unstuck. And we've been praying that over these next seven weeks, we will supernaturally, powerfully, in an unexplainable way, see literally thousands of people throughout this city the breath of fresh air as they step out of the stale air of the cave and into the fresh air of their calling. Anybody believing that with me? All right, okay, I just wanna make sure I'm not alone up here. So I want you to take your Bibles today and I want you to turn to the chapter that we will be focusing on for the next several weeks. It's 1 Kings chapter 19. If you don't own a Bible here today or don't have a Bible, we would love you to get a Bible. By the way, if you have a smartphone, there's a lot of apps as well that where you can download a Bible for free as well if you have a smartphone. I've identified in this story of a cave, a man and his God, I've identified seven sticking points that took the most powerful man that existed at that time, a leader, a prophet, and took him to the halting cave of self-pity loneliness, depression, blurred calling, and God, he had to have a fresh encounter with God to exit that cave, breaking out of isolation, how to rethink your thinking, how to turn up the volume in your life for those of you who have trouble hearing God, how to re-envision your life story, change the picture of the story that you painted to God's picture, how to walk towards your unfinished business. I'm convinced that so many people stay stuck because they have unfinished business in their lives. Number six, how to rediscover your boundaries. It's not just about what you're called to do, but understanding what you're not called to do. And then number seven, how to take the first step out because oftentimes we delay taking the first step out of our cave. We're gonna be looking at these if you have a person that you think needs to be at one of these messages, then I want you to let them know in advance. You already know what I'm speaking about on those days and invite someone out to be able to hear these messages. And I know that as you look around at this crew, we look like we have it all together. Go ahead, you could look around. It's, go, look around for a minute. Look around, look behind you, beside you. All right. I know there's a whole bunch of handsome people in here. They look like they have their act together. You'd think they don't have the issues that I have. They never had a problem in their life. But can I say this? We all 
have issues. My issues may not be your issues, but I have issues, you have issues, he has issues, and they really have issues over on that side of the auditorium. So, you know, we, we all have issues, and they're acknowledging it right there. So I'm glad that you're here. Believers and Christians are not people that do not, not have issues or claim perfection. There are people that have chosen to trust the power of God to work them through their issues as they seek to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. So 1 Kings chapter 19, today specifically I want to talk to you about the topic of breaking out of isolation. Breaking out of isolation. It tells us in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 9, there, speaking of Elijah, he went into a cave and he spent the night there. The Lord appears to Elijah and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? This is Bold Steps Weekend. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and we'll get back into the second half of Mark's message in just a moment, so be sure to keep listening. Well, as we step into the new year, I want to tell you about a special upcoming event that you'll want to put on your schedule. This May, you can join Mark and Dr. Michael Rydelnik for a 10-day messianic adventure through the land of Israel. Experience the Bible like never before as you tour the streets, the hillsides, and shepherd fields where Jesus and his disciples walked. To register and learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just visit our website at boldstepsweekend.org. And while you're online, don't forget to sign up for our new email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. It's free and delivered right to your inbox every Monday morning. Right now, let's return to the message with Mark Job. I love the imagery already that I see in this passage. Here's a man, arguably the most powerful man at that time, and one of the most powerful spiritual men that has existed throughout history. In fact, it was Elijah and Moses that appeared with Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. But yet this incredible, powerful, valiant man of God that has been used of God in these astounding ways finds himself at one of the lowest points of his life. Not only is he confused about his calling, not only is he discouraged, not only is his mind full of fear-filled thinking, but he has come so low that in the desert of Damascus, the Bible tells us that he becomes suicidal. He says, God, it's enough. Take my life. It's not worth living. Do you realize that you can just have experienced an incredible victory, a high point in your life, and within a short amount of days, you could be struggling with the lowest, deepest depression in your life? Oftentimes when we've had a really, really good season, we have these expectations that it's always going to be that good. Your wedding day was amazing, wasn't it? You looked more beautiful on your wedding day than you can remember. You put a lot of money, time and effort and energy into achieving that beauty. You coordinated the 
uh, colors of your wedding party. You even forced your bridesmaid that didn't like that color to wear the color she didn't like and to wear that sleeveless dress that showed off her big arms that she really didn't want to wear. But, but because she loves you, she decided to do it anyways. Because it wasn't about her, it was about how good you looked, right? And the wedding and the well wishes and you just thought on the honeymoon that it was all going to be that way. But now you're four months into your marriage. The highlight was your mar the marriage ceremony. You're four months into your marriage and you're wondering what happened to this man that I married. I didn't think that it was going to be this way. I had expectations. I, I thought that he was still going to call me from work and just said, hey, just wondering how you doing. I'll talk to you. You go from the high point to the low point really, really quickly. Elijah went from a mountaintop experience. I've been on Mount Carmel that's in Israel. And this, in this mountain, Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal. He had this incredible victory where God called fire out of heaven. All of Israel bowed. I mean, it was a celebration time. But a day later, or a couple days later, he's suicidal. Victories don't last forever. And, and, and the great news is that valleys don't have to last forever either. Don't expect that every day is going to be a high top mountaintop experience. Don't expect that because if you expect that, you'll set yourself up for disappointment. You can't expect that every day is going to be a, a victory, that every day is going to be a mountaintop. You have to realize this is a time we're celebrating, but bad days will come. And I'm bracing myself for the bad days because I understand that the bad days will also be temporary like the mountaintops are temporary as well. Amen? It's about expectation. So Elijah, he does a couple of things. And I, I want you to jot these things down as we talk about this whole concept of breaking out of isolation. Number one, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Breaking out of isolation involves reaching a point where you no longer accept your current circumstances, but you want change. I love this passage a few verses earlier in the same chapter that says Elijah was afraid for his life. He came to Beersheba. He left his servant while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush. He sat down under it and he prayed that he may die. And listen to what he says. I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush. Now you may look at that and say, wow, this is a really bad thing. But I believe that it was a really good thing that led to change. You see, I'm convinced that if you can't say, I've had enough, that chances are you'll continue to live like you've always lived. If we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always gotten. There has to come a point in life where you say, I refuse to accept what I've been accepting up until this point. 
I refuse to accept it. I will no longer tolerate it. I will no longer embrace it. I will no longer be happy with it. I will no longer believe that it's my destiny. I will no longer believe that it's the way I have to live the rest of my life. I have had enough. And if I've had enough, I'm ready for change. You see, if you've come here today and you're spiritually lukewarm, but you've, you haven't said, I've had enough, then you're going to walk out of this place and you're going to continue spiritually lukewarm because you're still tolerating the way you're living. I had a half hour conversation with someone last night who has a heavy addiction to Xanax. It's been that way for years. He's not, not a spiritual man. But as we began to talk, he was really open. He cried. He wept. Tears came down. And I told him like what I tell every addict. You can cry. You can weep. You can say you're sorry. But until you come to the point that you say, I've had enough, I will not go one more day like this without taking action to break my addiction, then I can guarantee you will be the same next day. Because you have to come to a point where you say, I will not, I will not continue to live the way I have. I refuse to continue the way I've been living. I have had enough. Some of you need to practice saying that a little bit. Think about something for a moment you've had enough of, that you have the power to change. Just tell me, look at me like you mean, and say, I've had enough. Think about what you've had enough of. And I want you to say it with conviction. Just practice saying it. I have had enough. Go ahead. You can do the hand motion if you want to, too. Go ahead. One, two, three. I have had enough. You see, unless you come to that point of saying, I have had enough, then you'll never be driven to take steps. He could have stayed in the desert of Damascus, lamenting his life circumstances, wallowing in self-pity. But because Elijah said he had had enough, he did something very crucial in this state of desperation. Now, let me tell you this. Unless you redirect your energy of of wanting to change, if you say, I've had enough, but you do not believe that change is possible, you can easily go down the, the route of depression. If you do not think that things can change, you can easily go down the road of depression, negative thinking that leads to suicidal thoughts. Because if you don't believe it can change, then some of you start wondering, is life worth living? When you say I've had enough, but you see no options for change, then you start thinking, do I really want to endure this pain? Another cycle because I don't believe I can change, or I don't believe there is change. You have a destiny. You have a future. Whatever you're going through, with God in the picture, there can be a different destiny. That is a heavy truth from Mark Job, and this is the new Bold Steps Weekend. 
If you missed any part of today's message, be sure to catch up online by visiting our website, boldstepsweekend.org. Now, feeling stuck is something that many of us can relate to, especially today. With lockdowns and layoffs and economic uncertainties, there's a lot we'd like to change. But for many of us right now, life seems to be stuck on pause. That's why we're offering Mark's book, Unstuck, as our latest bold action gift. Going hand-in-hand with our current series, this engaging resource lays out the seven key steps we need to take in order to break out of spiritual stagnancy. So if you've been feeling stuck in a rut, be sure to request your copy today. We'd be happy to send you Mark's book, Unstuck, when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. You can send your gift and request the book by visiting us online at boldstepsweekend.org or give us a call by dialing 866-535-5580. And if it's easier, send your donation to us in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Once again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, when you donate $30 or more each month, you'll gain access to our informative and encouraging bi-weekly email, The Bold Partner Post, and you'll get 50% off all the resources available through Moody Publishers. These are just a few of the ways we say thanks to our Bold Partners. So sign up today on our website. Once again, that's boldstepsweekend.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd on behalf of the entire team at Bold Steps Weekend. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to join us next weekend when Mark continues this new series with part two of today's message titled Break Out of Isolation. That's coming up next time on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.